What's up guys, welcome to Enjoy the Sass. For those of you who don't know, my name's Faith and I'm the host of this podcast and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. This is a podcast where we talk about all things faith, family, music, movies, and just about everything in between. Today, I'm so excited because I have a really special guest on the podcast who you all know because he does all of my engineering and makes me sound way better than I could ever imagine sounding. Um, And he also is someone who I look to for guidance on financial things in my life. So I'm really excited to welcome my friend, my podcast partner, audio engineer, finance guy extraordinaire, Josh, to the podcast. What's up, Josh? Hey, Faith. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing well. First long-time listener, first-time podcaster. Wow! I'm so honored that you are here with me today. I feel like it's like um, a peek behind the curtain because you do all of the behind the scenes, but now this is your first official time as a guest on the podcast. Yeah, it's very different seeing it happen live instead of just getting the files from you and hearing what <laughs> I you know. already talked about with someone. I know. I Recording my intro just now felt very weird having you watch it instead of, you know, in a little while just exporting it and sending it to you. Um, this is really cool for me. I'm very excited. Um, like I said, you are my engineer. You are someone I look to for financial guidance, but tell us a little bit about yourself aside from those two things. Uh, okay. Let's see. My name's Josh, as you know. I'm married to Allie, which you've mentioned her on the podcast before. Yes. Faith's best friend. That's how I kind of got to know you through, through her, obviously. <laughs> um, let's see. We've been married for three years now, which is crazy. We have wow. one son who's almost two he's coming up on two soon um and then what else about me uh i like to work with music and audio stuff just part-time right now doing stuff on the side all the time working on this podcast doing other things with music recording mixing stuff writing stuff with my friends um and i like finances but just as like a part-time thing it's not i'm not like a this is not any professional I'm not like a broker or a financial person, so <laughs> take whatever you hear on this podcast, take it with that grain of salt that I don't, I'm not qualified or I didn't go to get a finance degree or anything like that. We're not, we're not claiming that this is like experts on experts or nah, anything. Yeah. It's just um, a nice discussion. Just a discussion. Yes, you are. I don't think that anyone has to ever be an expert to offer wisdom or guidance. So I appreciate you going out on a limb and doing this. Yeah, of so course. It's you. fun. I like talking yeah. about money. Me too. Um, I like money more than I like talking about it. But um, so kind of to give some background on why I wanted to have you on now and why I wanted to kind of talk to you about finances and money and all of that good stuff is that recently I became debt free. Um, I paid off my credit card in full finally after a two-year battle with that whole situation and I fully paid off my car um, this year as well Ooh. in like within the last month. Um, I did both of those things. Did and you, the last step, did you do your debt-free scream? 
I don't think I screamed per se. I like did a dance, I think. Do you know like, like that that's a thing that Dave Ramsey has his people do? No. What is uh, tell me about the debt free scream? Oh, it's just like whenever people like go they'll he'll have people on that have paid off their debt that they're like they'll say how much they owed and like this much in like student loans and credit card and like our house and our car and stuff and then uh-huh. they so they go through the all like whatever they paid off and like how long it took them or what they had to do and then they just like do a they just scream because they're happy in elation. Oh. So yeah, it's like this, it's like it's like a thing with him for a debt free scream. Wow, so that's if, so that's cool. The th- that's the third step, and so I don't think you've done that, Faith. I haven't done that. I don't know that. if you should do it right now, but I don't at know some if I point. should do it right now. I'll I'll post an Insta story of the debt free scream when this episode comes out. How's that? <laughs> there you go. There we go. Um. But I can say I paid off $7,500 in credit card debt. Um, I don't recommend that at all, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, And I had about $9,700 to pay on my car when I bought it four years ago, and I paid that off. So, um, yeah, those are my two things. I'm blessed not to have any student debt, so I didn't have anything like that and no medical bills. Thank God. Um, so yeah, those were my two big ticket items that I that I paid off. So yeah, that's, that's a big yay. deal. Yeah, it is. Um, the first kind of thing that I want to tackle with you because it's something that I have been kind of as I've gotten debt free and seeing where my money is going now um, is budget. Do you budget? Do you have a budget? What does that look like for you? Oh yeah, I'm a big budget guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it sounds lame to say, but it's kind of like a fun little like hobby thing for me. So yeah. I just have an Excel file. I just make one every year. Uh, I started it. I went, I started like my full-time job in 2012. So that's when I got like a serious income and I had to like figure out where my money was going. So I mm. started it then. Everything before then was just kind of like making sure I had money, more money in my bank account than I was spending just mentally, mm-hmm. which wasn't a lot because I wasn't making a lot of money. Um, right. But I just have an Excel sheet that I make for every year that I just, uh, I have like all of our expenses laid out and like how much it costs per month. And then as like the month goes on, I track like whenever we put gas in the car, or like get eat out or something, go to the store or whatever. I just put that in there and track it. So it's, it's something I like to do. It's pretty fun. It's kind of, I don't know, it's maybe therapeutic is a way because you kind of, hmm log everything in there if you're kind of that accountant kind of personality if you like playing in excel which i like excel so it's kind all of the a, formulas and yeah everything. yeah and i have it all set yeah. up to where like it all just kind of like you put it in somewhere and it like calculates how much you have left of stuff and whatnot so yeah it's fun. like five different it's places. always changing that's as cool. things are coming in and out and like we get right different categories but that's what makes it fun right. it keeps you on your toes on your toes yeah. so you're like in that spreadsheet like sometimes daily or Um, how often are you going in and like tracking things it's it's a couple times a week sometimes it's sometimes i'll do it like once a day or something like that but normally i normally don't do it on the weekends so normally it's just like after the weekend on like a monday i'll go in and see what and that way like everything's had a chance to like close for the week and then Mm. pay off whatever we spent that week so Normally, it's better to do a couple of days of accumulation because otherwise, if you like just got Chick-fil-A or something like that, you're just going to go put in like a one nine dollar transaction. So, right, 
right. it's worth your time. Just let a couple pile up and then put them in Go there. In. Yeah, in one fell swoop. Huh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So because you use the spreadsheet, then you're not really using any like budgeting apps or anything like that? No, and I'm sure there are lots of... There are there a lot are. better ones, like what Mint. What do you, do you use one? I'm so I put out a question on Instagram um, a couple weeks ago and asked people like what they use or what their tips were, and I got a few. Um, I think someone posted that I should use Mint. Um, Every dollar was one that I got a couple of oh, yeah. recommendations on, which I downloaded that one and I'm still like playing with it, so I can't speak super to it. Um, but. I had had a spreadsheet before, you know, where I just kind of, it was very loose. It was not nearly as like detailed as yours, but at least it like listed out everything that I had coming in and out for the month. um, And I could see it there. Any extra spending I was not recording. And I think that that's where I've realized that I need to work on is, oh, I just spent a lot of money at Target. Maybe I should pay attention to what else is coming out of my bank account, you know? Um, so I think that I'm probably more drawn to a spreadsheet as well, but I do understand where the apps are very helpful for. Some yeah. People. And even like my, like I like the spreadsheet and it's tailor made to like our expenses and what we do and everything like that, but there's still like shortcomings right. and there's still always like stuff I'm having to work out. Like, especially when it comes to like, I don't know. Sometimes when you use a credit card, like it takes a couple days for it to close. So like when you get paid, you don't get to, it's not, you're like, well, I still spent some money from the last month that hasn't charged yet. So it it can Mm -hmm. kind of make things not as clean. So I'm sure there are are ways that those things, those software pieces are designed to account for all that. But to me, that's part of the fun stuff of Excel being like, okay, well, this isn't working quite that way. How do I fix it? Right. Yeah, you have a little bit more control of the way that you can see everything than like an app yeah. does. So you yeah. talked about a credit card. Tell me what your relationship with your credit card is um, and how you manage that with trying to be as responsible with your money as you can be. Well, we are pretty new credit card uh, users because I think we've only had it for a year, year and a half now. Um, yeah, we got it last year and it was really just because we needed to build some credit, um, which that's a big Dave Ramsey thing. Cause we can get into all that later, obviously. Um, but we were just in the position that we needed to build some credit. And then at the same point, you can also get some, some points, some, some cash back from it. Like, obviously it's not a big deal, but I mean, only comes in at like 40 mm-hmm. to $60 a month varying when that's extra money as long yeah. as you're on top of it. So, I mean, I try to treat it like a, like my debit card, um, to where it's, I mean, we we're always like keeping track of what we're spending, right. um, know where the money's going. So really it's not that, uh, much of an issue to mm-hmm. where, cause if you just pretend it's kind of like a debit card, then it right it just functions that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Versus like, it's like, oh, well, I, if I don't have money in my account, I don't have money versus like some people's relationship with a credit card. Mine was, well, this is just money that I can spend and I'll figure out how to pay it back later, which is obviously the wrong way to look at a credit card. Um, 
because you can pile up lots and lots of debt, as I did, uh, and have a very hard time paying it back again, as I did. What is the way that you use your credit card? And obviously use your own, like you can say however you want to, um, as far as, you know, what you're using your finances for, but like, is your credit card just a backup or is it you pay all your bills so that you get points? Like, how do you kind of use that tool? Yeah, we basically use it for everything just so that it gets points, just like the, whatever, I think it's like 1.5% cash back or whatever. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like, we're not to the point where we're getting like big returns but i mean it's 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 something it's more than we were yeah. getting on a debit card um right. so we just use it for everything that we can for a lot of like our like our cell phone bills like monthly stuff like that mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. anything anytime we go to the store so uh, and then you're just paying it back yeah and I, that has kind of been a learning process because we did because like so we got it last year um and then we we did actually get into a little bit of debt because uh, we had our son was born last year, and then we had like sometimes where Allie wasn't working as much because she was taking care of him. So our finances were uh, it wasn't they weren't as consistent as they normally were whenever we were like, mm-hmm. both on our mm-hmm. salary stuff. She went to hourly, right. so I didn't do a really good job of kind of like accommodating for that. I kind of just ran it like we were used to running it. And so we would kind of just treat our month to month that way we normally did. But then uh, every month or so it would be like, oh, well, we were short a couple hundred bucks. And we had done so much of like trying to pay down uh, our car, right. our car payment that we didn't have stuff, stuff in savings still. So we, there was a little bit of a learning curve that we did have some money in credit card debt that we had to pay off this year um, from just having not as much income as we did and having expenses from having Keller being born um, and kind of being new to the whole credit card thing. Cause I was, I was working right. it out to where like at first I was just paying it off before the, the date that it was the, the due date at the end of the uh-huh. month or whatever. And then now I do it where I pay off the last week's expenses at the beginning of like, so like at the beginning of next week, I'll, total our all our weekly expenses for this week so that way i'm not waiting for the whole month so that the that way in the end of november i can't be like oh no we spent more than we had so this week right yeah uh, for me it was easier to go weekly so i can be like okay i we paid this off so we don't have like a whole month's worth that we have to pay off and we're going to find out later that we did more than we should have because some of the like the credit card transactions didn't post at a certain time. So it's just kind of staying on top of it a little bit more mentally, knowing that you can kind of fall into that. And mm-hmm. that was kind of like mm-hmm. a, maybe a, more of a wake up call or like a, cause I went into it being like, Oh, I've been so good with my debit card. I got this budget thing figured out. So there was just a little hectic year with having a kid, having a little uh, flex in income. So it changed a little bit for us, but now, yeah, I'd paid off, uh, whatever the last week's expenses were, I just paid off weekly. So I think that's a really good tip because I, you know, obviously now, um, I'm trying to keep that balance at zero. Actually, full disclosure, my mom took my physical credit card, like probably a year and a half, two years ago when I was in the depths of trying to pay it off. And that has helped a lot because 
if I don't have the number, I can't use it, right? The credit card number might be memorized, but like, what about the three digit code on the back? Like, I forget it. So you can't use it. So it's definitely taken away that like temptation to be like, oh, I'll just put it on my credit card where, um, and like now if I don't have the money, I don't have the money, but to pay it off weekly, even if like my online bills, which some of my online bills still come out of there, but I am like making sure that I'm paying it off. But I like the idea of using kind of that, just like you said, that same system that you use for your debit card of, you know, just kind of limiting the view of how much money you can actually spend on a credit card because it's a big number, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, it's a big number. Um, And so that's a really good, uh, a really good tip to, for people who are kind of either new to credit cards or trying to just find that balance between using it responsibly and falling into the trap of having a credit card and just like spending all of the money that you don't actually have. So that's really good. Um, yeah. I hadn't really thought about finding it that, that balance because of credit cards. Like it's not good to like pay it to zero, which seems dumb that you should like, you think credit yeah. card companies would want that, but it affects your credit score negatively. So I think, yeah. and I've still found like yeah. paying it off weekly, almost any point there's going to be a couple transactions that are still coming through. Like, by the time your your due date hits, so like even if I've like just paid off the last week and our due date's like in a day or two, there's probably something that's gonna have a balance. So it's good to have like I don't know. I try to have on our current one. We don't really get charged if it's under a certain amount. So like if it's like a twenty dollar balance or whatever, that's what mm-hmm. everyone says. Like just pay it down to like ten or twenty bucks. So that way yeah. it shows that you have a balance and it is good for your credit score, but that way you're not like, even if you were to gain charged interest, the interest on 10 bucks is not going to be bad. So right. Versus, you know, a thousand dollars. Yeah. So that's kind of the the balance I've tried to get with that of how do you have it paid down, but not have it completely paid down because you still want to have a little bit of a balance for your credit score. It's a weird game you have to play. Yeah, it is. Um, you mentioned in the flux of, obviously like having a kid and switching around jobs and, you know, going from a salary and all of that stuff. Um, you talked a little bit about savings. How important is savings? Uh, I think it's very important. Um, we always do the, have the Dave, Dave Ramsey's like first baby step. He has like seven of them, um, is having like a thousand dollar emergency fund, where you just have $1,000 in your savings that's there for if your car breaks down or if something, if you have some expense that comes out of nowhere, especially like when it comes like if you own a house or or rent, or if you're just an mm-hmm. adult and you have adult things, like mostly like a car thing or <laughs> something. I don't yeah. know. Some, something comes out of nowhere and you have money to pay for it. So we always have that. Right. Um, and so, but everything else, I mean, I try it. We do 10% a month of our income to savings and it's going towards, I mean, it's whatever you want it to go towards, whether you're saving up for a car or for a house or uh, just trying to budget for future expenses, knowing like, I guess we got two kids coming. So knowing like having Mm -hmm. extra money saved up this time around for all the extra stuff that's going to happen and then yeah so twice uh, the amount of things savings is a big deal and yeah and 
we do 10% because, I mean, I think that's what they recommend, saving 10% of your income a month. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you break down where the other 90% goes? Uh, let's see. Off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, well, we, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, just kind of generally, to, generally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 10% of it, it goes to savings. 10% goes to tithe. Um, I think our, like, rent is around... 20 25% or whatever and I think I mean what they say is I think you're not supposed to have your whatever you're paying for your rent or for your um your mortgage or whatever be 25% of your gross income um but I think right we do it off of our net income because I mean that's a little bit better if you can do it that way and then everything else is we have a lot of like I like to do it between fixed expenses, like stuff you know you're paying every month, like, and some of it, it technically is variable, like right. your power bill will fluctuate. It'll be more right. expensive in the summer and less in the winter, but I kind of put that as fixed because I know I'm going to mm-hmm. apportion a certain amount to it every month, something like your cell phone, your, right. if you have a car payment, um, like your medical insurance, your car insurance, all that stuff. So I put that in fixed. Right. Um, I mean, that's a good amount because by the time you put in rent and then like Keller's daycare, that's, that's a good amount of your, your, <laughs> yeah. your net yeah. income for the month. Um, and then, so I don't know that I have it in my spreadsheet of like how much of each. Of course. Yeah. Cause I just like to know yeah. like, Oh, how much of, do you have a pie chart? No, I'm not big on charts. I like the okay. numbers. Okay. So you just like to see the numbers. Yeah, I like the percent. Broken down. All I need is a percent. You know, I don't need. Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't need, need any graph. colorful, don't need flashy. A yeah. A bar graph. Whoa. Yeah, classic. Classic. What else do I want to ask you? Are you planning for retirement? Uh, I am. Yeah, and I've in. What does that look like? Uh, I mean, through my job, I have a, we're a nonprofit, so I have a 403B instead of 401K. Um, It's just the nonprofit equivalent of a 401K. But, I see. I mean, if I wasn't working for my job, uh, if I had a different job where I, like, wasn't on salary or they didn't have that implemented, I probably wouldn't have that. Um, But I've been fortunate to where they did have, they did have a for retirement investing investment set up and then they did uh they do actually matching too so i mean there's a lot of incentive to put in the max amount that you get matched because they match it and you get free money basically um wow yeah so i mean i've been doing that since 20 i couldn't start it whenever i first started working there i think it had like right. a year before you could start it but like since 2013 so um back before we were married uh, i put in a bunch every month because it was all getting matched and stuff and then whenever we got married we had to kind of pay off some things and then now that Keller's here I don't I have it like just at the minimum I think it's like three percent like the minimum of what we're you're supposed to put in for for my company which is good because I mean you're that Mm -hmm. way you're at least you're putting in something every month so I I have that going so it's fun and I have like a little spreadsheet set for that too like to track what it yeah it's a separate spreadsheet (laughs) but that way you can track like how much you put in every yeah and then i have like projected out to like by the time i'm 65 what it should be and it's of course like assuming like whatever the rate the return 
of investment is, um, like your interest rate and stuff like that that you're getting, which no one can predict, of course. So it's all speculative. But uh, at the end of every year, you get like the final numbers of like how much you put in for that year and what the final number was. And you can kind of track it that way. Oops, hit my mic. Um, So yeah, that's a separate spreadsheet. But yeah, we are currently saving for retirement. Do you think that that is um, a smart thing to do? Yeah, because um, Dave, um, I've talked about Dave Ramsey a lot, and that's where I've learned a lot of my stuff. And get yes, my I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably pretty obvious. Everyone's like, yeah, he talks about Dave all the time. But uh, he has like this really cool chart of that shows like two people that started like saving for retirement, um, and based just on how compound interest works, the earlier you start the more it works for your benefit. So he has like two people that one person starts when they're like 20 and the other person starts when they're like 28. And the person who starts when they're 20 just invests for like eight or 10 years as a certain amount. And then they stop for the rest of their life. And then the other person starts when the other person stops. And based on the compound interest, because the other, the first person had like the extra eight years or so, the person, the second person is never able to catch up because the compound interest is just compounding, compounding, compounding every year just from that eight-year head start. So, yeah, if you start when you're as young as you can, whether you're 18, 20, 30, 40, I mean, the earlier you start, the more your money is going to work for you. So it's, it's nice to get started early. And, yeah, I've been very blessed to be in to start working at a job early that did that to where I could start investing early and hopefully we'll be riding the wave of compound interest on that regardless of what we're able to contribute with kids and everything else that comes up financially. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I need to look into more of what mine of those looks like (laughs) my, my, um, my retirement funds. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be a lot too. Like, really, just putting in like fifty bucks a month or whatever. It, I mean, uh-huh. it, it comes out to I don't know what the math on that is a year is what, over like two thousand or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Gonna, it's going to be fast math. Terribly I'm not off, fa- I'm sure. Um, no, but I mean, that's even okay. just putting that in every math. year. I mean, because you put in yeah. so much, and after like ten years or whatever, you've only put in what twenty thousand dollars. But at that point, it's got twenty thousand dollars to play with to where it's just getting interest on that and then it grows more right. money and then just grows, yeah, and it grows, grows and grows and grows. So the earlier yeah. you start with compound yeah. interest, the more it is fighting in your corner. Yeah. So this would be a good time to talk about Dave then. Um, you, you obviously, we said you talked about Dave Ramsey a lot. Um, where did that start for you? And then how crucial has some of his um, insight and resources been in your financial journey? Uh, let's see, where is, I know when I was in high school, we did, uh, when half of my senior year for like one course hour of the day, mm-hmm. um, they had like a financial piece kind of thing. And I think I'd already knew about it at that point. My dad's a big Dave Ramsey guy. Um, okay. so I think he's like hosted classes at church and I maybe had seen some videos just from him around the house. Cause he, he likes Dave's, um, uh, what Dave has to say about money and, um, so, so I think I was familiar with him then and then doing, taking that class my senior year, I guess, gave me a more like hands-on picture of what it actually looks like for me instead of 
this guy talking about mortgages and life insurance and stuff like the stuff that right. doesn't make sense or doesn't apply to you when you're 18 years old. Um, right. So, and I, my grandpa is, has, is really wise with his money. So, I mean, he would always like kind of instill like Dave's values in us based on like what he would like kind of talk about with his money or like kind of share his story with how he was handling yeah. his money and so, I mean, it's kind of been around in my family, um, his teachings. And, and then I've gotten got to the point, I think I have, like, I've read, like, one or two of his books and stuff like that. And uh-huh. so I've, like, watched Financial Peace University. One of my friends bought it a couple years back. And we would, like, get together on our lunch breaks and, like, watch it and then, like, talk about it with, like, some of our friends that we were either trying to get going or like we would just debate amongst ourselves like yeah what do you think about his because i mean his stuff he does have a lot of like extreme stuff of like cutting up your credit cards and like he's like a big thing of uh, a big proponent of like not having a credit score which like if you have so much saved then it's not a problem because you can buy a car for cash you can buy a house for cash right. or you have so much saved up that you're more your lender is going to be like okay obviously you're good for this because these are your financial situation but for the most part for the the normal working american you need a credit score um and to get that you probably need a credit card um or you need some amount of debt whether you have like a car payment or a mortgage so the stuff he's pretty extreme in that but i mean i think it serves a purpose because most people right don't have a good handle on their debt so you kind of need to be extreme in the beginning to where like if you have so much in student loans or card debt or credit card card payments that you need to like cut up the credit card and Mm -hmm. like do all this stuff to be really extreme but at at a certain point you do need that to live so it's i don't take it as extreme for what right right he says but i mean i think as long as the main point of what if you get the first concept for his is not spending more than you make, which I, in America, I don't, that's not a very popular and I don't know how many people actually adhere to that or how many don't. Um, right. But I mean, I think as long as it comes down to that after that, it's just like, which is a better investment for your money. If you put it here or if you pay this off first, it kind of all shakes out to be the same. But I think the main concept is don't spend more than you make. <laughs> And then right. the rest of it, some has benefits if you put it this way, but for the most part, it's kind of similar. What is the best piece of financial advice either that you've taken from Dave's teachings or just like in general that you have learned um, leading up to where you are now? Um, That's an excellent question. I mean, I think saving... 10% is like a very key. Ch- okay. What I'll say is I think knowing what you'll do with your money is, is important. And the, what you choose to where you choose to put your money first. And this is like a biblical thing. Mm. And Dave uses it from the Bible, sure. but yeah, it's yeah. a biblical thing as well to where, um, whatever you pay first is like the most important thing for you. So like, mm-hmm. In America, like I know, and I'm guilty of this too, but I try to work, like I try to catch myself whenever I say like, oh, we can't afford that or something. Most people don't have an affording problem. Most people just have like a choice or a, a decision right. problem with your money. So right. 
if you say like we can't afford there's obviously some things that you can't afford or some people that definitely can't afford that but for most people it's where you choose to do with your money so right right it's so like if you once you get paid where does your money immediately go where is it going to yeah. so i think is if you can figure out what that is and where you're putting your money and kind of figure out what you do first with it is whenever you get paid if you uh, like if you tie ten percent, or if you give it away, whether you're a Christian or not, um, depending on what you believe, I think that's really good too. Um, to be generous and giving, um, but so mm-hmm. doing that first and putting it into your savings first, and once it's in there, just like not even acknowledging it, just being like, okay, I have ninety or eighty percent left, and just working with that. And I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, once that's done and you put it in savings and you don't even think about that as an option, because then you're just looking at the 80% that you have, but you're treating it as 100%. And then you figure right. out, okay, what can I do based on that? So right. I think that's a big thing of just figuring out what do you want to do with your money and doing that first with it. That way, the rest of everything that comes along at you is not interfering with either what you're saving up for or what you're giving towards or uh, whatever else you choose to do first. That's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's really, really good. Wow. Um, before we move on, because I want to talk to you about a couple of other things. Since I have you on, we might as well talk about a few other <laughs> things. Um, I saw a question. Someone posted, uh, because obviously at the time we're recording this, our world globally is still in the middle of a pandemic, um, which is a whole nother thing in and of itself. But the question that someone posted was, what's the weirdest thing that you've purchased during the pandemic? So I want to know what the weirdest thing y'all have purchased is. If anything, I couldn't come up with anything. I'm trying to think. So. Is it just like stuff that like you see? Well, I'll give you an example. So the I'll credit who asked this question and it's the podcast, which everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I have an obsession with the podcast, but Jamie, she's one of the hosts. She bought an animatronic baby Yoda. Um, it's like, I don't know, a little figurine like size, I guess. Yes, it moves and walks around. It's like rubberized. She puts it on her Roomba. Um, So that was her weird pandemic purchase. Some other people posted about like buying a lot of shoes or like inflatable um, pools. I saw a lot of those. So things like that. Like I I don't have anything. I was trying to think. I was like racking my brain and it kind of made me sad. But also, maybe it's a good thing because I've been able to pay off all of my yeah, debt exactly. <laughs> because I go. haven't been spending all of my money on animatronic baby Yodas. <laughs> but um, yeah, so do you have any fun pandemic purchases? Uh, man, I can't think of anything that would be like out of the ordinary. I'm when you've right whenever you brought that up, it because when Ali was on TikTok earlier this year, everyone would be like, "Things TikTok made me buy like stuff you see in videos yes. that like, oh, try this." Yes, but I don't think we really had anything. That applied to us for that. Do you have anything? <laughs> I don't know. The only I bought some big stuff, but it was like music and guitar related. I don't. 
I can't That's think of cool. anything. Yeah, we didn't. Which either I've blocked it out or we just haven't had any like really like <laughs> just real pretend dumb, that it didn't like, happen. frivolous thing. I feel like we're pretty. Yeah. Pretty. All of our purchases are pretty like useful. Yeah, I agree. But obviously, we get stuff for fun. Probably. But... Right. You got to do things yeah. for fun, especially because, you know. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> Probably the most frivolous but also practical thing that I've done is have a um, a meal subscription box, which is not the most exciting thing because I just it just keeps me from having to go to the grocery store. They're really nice though. <laughs> They're really nice though. I really wish ugh, one day we'll have a sponsor. We'll have a dinnerly sponsor. That's what I've been, been using lately. Yeah, because it's cheaper. Oh, nice. It's more affordable. Yeah, we did like the little trial will. thing from like HelloFresh or someone earlier this year. And we only got yes. a couple of meals, but they were delicious. So They're so yeah. good. <laughs> They're really good. I didn't have time today to, to cook, but it's on my list for this week. That doesn't seem like... Weekend. I don't know if that falls totally under that category because like you still need to eat. Maybe it's a little right, more over that's the top what I'm than thinking. like what you would normally yeah. be doing. But it's not like you're just... You bought a baby Yoda. I'm not getting takeout every yeah, single that's day. Just, to be there or something like something random right so right i will say that curbside pickup everywhere is probably the best thing to come out of the pandemic it costs a little more but i'm okay with that because who wants to go into the store Mm -hmm. not me not me anyways um well we're both very responsible with our lives during a pandemic so that's cool um but before I let you go, because it is getting late and we all need sleep, um, I always ask a few things, as you know, because you edit this podcast. Yes. Um, and we'll get to those. But I want you to share uh, a couple of things that have happened or that are happening also in the midst of a pandemic. Um, I hear you are in a worship band and you released an album or something. Yes, we did. Uh, it came out in May of 2020, depending on when you're listening to this. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it came out, how many months ago was that? Like six months ago? And it feels like it could have been a year yeah. ago. Yeah. It feels like last year. Yes. Yeah, so, easy. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the album called? What's your band called? The band is called, it's Plainsman Worship. You can find it anywhere on Spotify or Apple Music, iTunes, whatever. Um, the album is called Giver of Good we'll link Things. It. It's yeah, all good. Yeah. It's called Giver of Good Things. Um, we me and a couple of my other friends, we were we got together and we were writing it for a long time. Um, not super long mm-hmm. actually. It was a long time ago when we were writing it and getting it all worked out and everything. There you go. Yeah. And then we recorded it and it was the first thing that I've like self recorded and that's at least come out. Um but like on this scale of like recording like a full band of like drums, bass, guitar, multiple guitars, keyboards, vocals, and and then Caleb like added synths and stuff to it. So it took a while for uh, it to get finished and for me to mix it all. And then Keller was born in the middle of that, so that kind of delayed things for a while. Uh, but we finally got it out uh, in May, so it's been out for a while, and super cool. We're really proud of it. We fortunately are back to meeting again and writing more stuff so hopefully that'll awesome it'll definitely have to be less of a gap between albums than this first one was from whenever we started it but 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's out. It's so good. Thank you. It's so good. I will link it in the show notes. And um, hopefully in 2021, we can have Plainsman on the podcast. Yes. It'd be super awesome. It'll be long overdue, I feel like, but it'll be worth the yeah. wait. Yeah. The album has a lot of really cool stories and Caleb and Bethany have yeah. a lot of cool things to to add and to share and really cool perspectives. So I think it'd be a really cool episode to have them on there. I agree. On here. I agree. I can't wait on Um, there, on here. I can't wait. It'll be so good. Um, and then you're also working on another album. Yeah. Um, so my friend Caleb, who's in Plainsman, he's in another band as well. Um, and they're (laughs) like a very classic rock inspired band. They started out, they were a classic rock cover band and then they decided to write their own music, get out of the cover scene and start, uh, writing their own music. So we recorded that. They have 10 songs. We, we started recording it this year before the pandemic happened. Um, I think we'd done almost all the rhythm stuff and then the pandemic stuff happened. So then there was a little bit of a delay in getting, the finishing touches put on like the rhythm guitar, bass and the keys. And then the rest of the stuff, it kind of waited because the pandemic stuff was so crazy, of course. So it yeah, took a little bit longer sure. than like it probably would have, but we finished it up in July. So, I mean, it really just went from January to July, which is a pretty modest album recording schedule. And then, yeah. um, been, so I just recorded it for him. Didn't like have any hand in writing it or anything, but I recorded okay. it and I'm mixing it right now. And, They've already had one single come out. The band's called Conifer, and the single is called Come and Go. Um, there's going to be another single dropping a little bit, I think, later this month, and then the album's slated to come out early next year, and it's a really fun album. That's, I say this awesome. even if they weren't my friends. I'd be like, yeah, this is a good album. It's fun. Nice. And you and Allie are both very musically inclined and um probably the taste makers of music in my life i would say um yes i'm well i don't claim to be very musically like smart or privy to anything but i get a lot of my music um inspiration from the two of you um another cool thing about at least plainsman i don't know if ali did the design for conifer but ali also did all of the album artwork for Planes of Yes, Legit, and it looks right? great. And she is doing the artwork for the Conifer stuff as well. So, oh, yeah. woohoo. Yeah. So Sweet. Kind of two in one year where we get to, I record and mix it and put it out. And Allie does all the awesome artwork and aesthetics for it. So, and it's pretty, it's pretty Power cool couple. getting to wow. just take on projects like that. So, dream yeah. come true. <laughs> as, as a couple. That's pretty yeah, amazing. Awesome. She does Goals. great stuff, Goals. obviously. She really does. She really does. She's the the mood board for Enjoy the Sass as well. So um, one day she'll be more than just our live audience for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> one day she'll come on here and it'll be amazing. Um, okay, so we'll now get to the wrap-up questions um, that everyone loves to know. What are you reading slash listening to? Um, what are you listening to music wise? And then what do you do for fun? Okay. So start wherever you would like. All right, cool. Uh, reading, I'm not reading anything currently. I did this year 
finally read through Dune in anticipation for the movie that was coming out this year. Of the movie. But we've talked about that, and it's yes. been delayed, which is a major bummer. because yes. It's on my Audible listen list. Yeah, I read it in, like, May, May-ish, June-ish. Um, so I read that one, and then I read the second book after Dune Messiah, because um, there's, like, five or six that the original author wrote. Um, so I plan to get wow. through them. I started the third book, and I got, like, 30 pages into it, and then been working on the conifer record so much that i haven't really been reading a lot i kind of went yeah so i'm just not reading so much right now but i really did enjoy that and it was really cool like that's the first time i think i've done that where it's like there's a movie coming out where it's based on a book and i read the book first because like lord of the rings really i saw the movies first before reading the books so i think it's the first time i've done that for a movie have you ever done that with any yeah um hunger games oh okay Okay, I guess books. I kind of did that. Yeah. I think I only read the third one but before the, the movie came out, though. That's think, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd already seen the second one before I started reading the books. I remember so. I power read those things. Did you, like, the I wanted whole to thing, have all like, three read first. Okay, before even yeah. the first movie came out? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's cool. I read my cousin. So I have a cousin who's a librarian. Shout out to her. Um, and years before. She was like, you need to read this series. Um, And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. (laughs) And then um, in college is when the movies were coming out. And I was like, oh, this is that series that she told me about. And so I remember I had to check out the first one from the library in in Bee Cave. Um, And then I think I ended up listening to one of them. And then I, like, power read the third one, like – just so that I could have it done because I was I think I bought tickets to go see the movie like opening weekend and you wanted to have the whole series read before even the first movie came out yeah you didn't just want to do like the one for one I don't know why no I was like we're going all in we're reading all of them oh (laughs) for sure (laughs) for sure it was an all or nothing situation I don't know why um I just recently read all the Harry Potter books. Well, I won't lie and say that I read them. I read the first one and I listened to the other six. I think um, we need to come up with. And I think I've there never needs seen to be those a movies. word that we have specifically for when you listen slash read when you read a book through right? like listening to it because it's not reading. Yeah, but it's more involved than listening. It's more so, involved yeah, there than needs listening. Needs to be a better yeah. word. That's like a middle. I agree. For that. Let's come up okay. with that. And we can coin yeah, it. And then, I agree. Boom. We'll have to. Yeah, boom. We'll just put it out there and everyone will know. Um, Yeah, so I think Hunger Games and I guess technically Harry Potter, even though those movies came out like a long time ago, but before I watched them, I guess, I wanted to read all the books. Yeah. So I just did. That's a quarantine thing for me. (laughs) I've read, read, listened, word to be determined, all of those books. Nice. That's a good quarantine Um, So it is pretty solid. Um, So... That's reading wise. And based on you read Dune, which is like bigger than the Bible. It's a big um, book. It's not that big. <laughs> but. It's a really big book. It's a really big book. Um, you like to physically read books? Yeah. Then? Like you're a paper hardback Yeah, I'm not a digital guy. reader either, like iPads or okay. phones. Okay, like yeah, not on no, the Kindle. No. Or, so I like yeah. to actually have okay. a book. Because, I mean, it's cool because then you have like 
you amass a collection you can kind of like have a bookshelf for I it do and love then i also just like yeah like whenever i take my book like if i'm going somewhere and i'm taking a book with me that way i'm not just like another person on their phone i like to be like oh i'm actually just reading a right. book here but read a book yeah that doesn't happen as yeah, often now cool. since you get cool. a kid most time you're just reading at home but no it's still just nice to have that's paper true. and words in front of you yeah, and the smell yeah. of books. I love the smell of books. Especially it's really cool um, for like, so, or like that or whenever you're doing, because I know you go through Lord of the Rings a lot. Um, so like if you're reading any I kind of Tolkien. Like once yeah, a year. Especially like the Silmarillion. That one is super important because you're always flipping back to like the genealogies the of like who is this person again? Like he was the relative of this. Oh, okay, yeah. I have to remember who this is and he's king of where. Where is this on the map? So like. When you're reading Tolkien, it's good to have a book so you can like flip back to a map or like a That's genealogy true. and a calendar or whatever. I need to get, I need to get into the other Tolkien, like the Cimmerillion yeah. and those other ones. That's like on my list. Um, but I did that same flip, flip back and forth with the Aragon series. Yeah. With like what? What does this word mean? Yeah. What's this elvish word? Like yeah. what is this? Who is that? Yeah. Um, so listen to, obviously we talked about how you're a purveyor of the music. So what are you listening to? Good question. We're talking about music or also like podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Or? We can talk about both, but okay, music, music first. first. Um, it's been, it's been a good year for music. I'll say last year was a crazy good year for music. Cause like all my favorite bands came out with like albums, like Starflyer 59, Norma Jean, um jimmy world like it was like all and they all had like solid records too like it was one of my yeah. favorite years for music um so yeah. it was just a crazy great year and this year hasn't been as much like there's still been a good amount that has come out that i've liked um mm-hmm. but i mean not i'm trying to think of like what's current that i've been listening to like new bands it doesn't have yeah. to be current well if it doesn't have to be current, I will say I kind of got since this summer, I got into like a real big Bruce Springsteen kick, and I only okay. ever listen. I have I've had Born in the USA for a couple of years, and I would always just like put it on around Fourth of July because it's like a fun album to listen to in sure. the summer. It's yeah, patriotic. very. So I I started I would always listen to that in the summertime, but then this summer I was like, and through a podcast of someone I kind of know, um, who were like. Bruce mega fans I started listening to their podcast where they go through talking about albums and songs of his and then that kind of like opened that up to me for like oh I should check out more than just like the one album that he has so right I've, I listened to their podcast which was really helpful to like go through and just like hear the context for the albums or whatnot but that's gotten me into a lot of his stuff and I I've listened to, I'm not as much into the newer stuff but like because Born in the USA came out in 84, but it's definitely got me into, I really like his 82, his 1978 albums, um, and then some of his other 70s and 80s stuff I really like. So, yeah, nice. that's been like the, that's, I'm, cool. that's so for random. sure going to be whenever, like at the end of the year, when Spotify has like your most listened to artists, I your most know listened. it's going to be Bruce Springsteen. So, <laughs> <which> <laughs> I you just threw off your whole Yeah, I know, which I kind of like, Bruce. I don't know. 
it's not something I'm like, this maybe isn't as accurate to me as a normal year would be, but also like, it's definitely going to be who I listen to this the most. A yeah. Year. It's not a normal year yeah. as well. Cause like last year there was so much new music, but this year there wasn't as much. So right. I kind of went back into like, a, Oh, what if I go into this, like kind of r- discover Excellent. this artist that has such an extensive catalog. So that is, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. That's yep. so random, but yeah. really cool. A, I like that. I'd say I'm a fan of the boss now. <laughs> Nice. I was, I was a casual fan nickname. before, but now I'm a more informed fan. Yeah. Official. You're an official yeah. fan. There you go. There you go. There is a difference. Um, so podcasts. Do you listen to podcasts? Yeah, and I've been listening to a lot more lately. So, yeah. Yeah. What's a uh, top top podcasts currently? Uh, let's see. The one I've been listening to the most is the name changes a lot. Um, but the first one that came out. Have you ever heard okay. of uh, you talking you two to me? No. Okay. But it's, I like the name. Yeah. So you, it's it's Adam Scott who plays Ben Wyatt on uh, uh-huh. Parks and Rec, and he's obviously in a lot of other yes. stuff. Him and then another guy named yes. Scott Ackerman, um, who's he's a comedian. He does like he produces behind uh, Between Two Ferns, and he does he has like his own show, Pony okay. Bang Bang. So he's like he's more back end. He's not as well known as Adam Scott. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. But yeah, they started a podcast years ago. In like 2014, when U2 was about to come out with a new album, because <clears throat> they're both big music fans, and they called it "You Talking U2 to Me," and so they went through like all their albums, talking about uh, the U2 stuff, and then after they finished U2's catalog, then they went to they they went through REM stuff, which that's what I'm listening to right now, and the, then they changed the podcast name to. Are you talking REM re me? So it's kind of always a playful <laughs> changes based on yeah. the band. And then now they're doing That's cool. I'm still going through that, but I've caught up all the way to what they're currently going through is uh the Talking Heads discography. So I think it's okay. you talking talking heads to my talking head is the name of the podcast now. But it's like you I can see. find all the episodes under the current name. They just change the name and the artwork for whatever kind of like season they're in. But cool. That's really funny. I'd they get they get pretty long because they just like spend the first like thirty minutes or an hour just like talking about random stuff. But it's cool because like yeah. they're really funny guys, of course. And you kind of if you're of course which for you like kind of being behind the scenes and have an interest in film and like that industry. They talk a lot about like behind the scenes stuff and mention people. So you kind of get a look yeah into like that life. And then cool. at the end of the episode, they always come around to talking about the band and the album in question that they're discussing which they're big music fans so it's pretty informative and very entertaining so that's the kind of podcast that i like yep the informative and funny ones yeah it's a good balance especially if yeah. it's so long it has to be both <laughs> right right that's how i feel i really have i was like hard listening to armchair expert for a while um and then I just got like overwhelmed by how many podcasts I was listening to. So I kind of like pulled back a little bit. Um, but his are so long form. Like he'll talk to a guest for an hour and then they'll do like a post show talk for another like 30 to 45 minutes. So sometimes the episodes are like two hours. Dang. This is where the one and a half speed comes yeah, in handy. Which we've discussed before. We have discussed that before. Um, so that main podcast is, do you have any others that you're like currently listening to or that you add into your rotation every now and again? Yeah. Um, one of my other favorites and they have 
been doing only a couple episodes, but there's one called Labeled, which it's talks about a specific like record label, Tooth and Nail, which I grew up listening to a lot of those bands, and that's bands like uh, like who's like Under Oath and Amberlin and and a lot of all, mm-hmm. obviously like kind of like Christian underground punk and other hardcore bands. There's a long history starting from the '90s. So they have like a lot of really cool bands and it's like almost like this, a certain subculture within the subculture of like either punk or hardcore music. So they just go through and talk to bands that have been on it and like highlight releases. So that's always one of my favorites because it has obviously a lot of the music I grew up listening to, but then they'll, they'll even do episodes with bands I've never even listened to that I'll just be like enthralled the whole time like i've never even listened to this yeah. band and i don't know i wouldn't like listen to their music now but like that was a great episode like it was just yeah really informative and it takes you back to like what that scene was like which was a really cool time in like because it's its own subculture so it kind of takes you into right. all that what behind the scenes and those are, it's just a really cool thing so i listen to that i'll s- plug the bruce springsteen one it's called bruce springsteen sings the alphabet it's um our friend Matt Bay, it's his pastor, has his podcast. He's a big Bruce Springsteen fan. So they went through and they just went through all of Bruce Springsteen songs, like all 300 of them alphabetically wow. and would talk about like do a 30, 45 minute episode on each song. And they finished that. Oh, wow. So then they started going through all of his albums. And that's, I didn't haven't listened to any of the song episodes because there's 300 something of them but i've been going through all the albums that's a commitment so that's where i started i I feel like it was a good place to start if you're a casual bruce springsteen fan wanting to dip your toes into that water that's where i started in like their season two just talking about the albums so nice that's so cool like the main ones i guess i've been listening to a lot more podcasts lately that's what happens when there's not as much like new music coming out yep yep that's how i've like swung to like the audiobook side more and then, like, I've got, like, the few podcasts that I, like, I'm loyal. Mm-hmm. Like the podcast. Mostly, I love the podcast because it feels like an escape. Because it's hilarious. But they still talk about pop culture and current events. But it's hilarious. So, it's a fun, it's a fun How listen. How frequent are for, their like, episodes? Um, so, they have an episode every Wednesday. Um, and then, if you're a Patreon supporter, which I am now, um... It was like my debt-free gift to myself. Nice. Um, you get, they do the Bachelor Bachelorette recap, which is, even if you don't watch the show, guilty pleasure, I do watch the show. So it's really funny to listen now to their on perspective on it. it <laughs> I know it's on. Oh no. You have the power, Josh. Um, uh, so they have that. And then they also do my favorite segment that they do, or like episode for their friends of the show and best friends of the show. That's their Patreon. Um, is they do a cinema side piece where they deep dive a movie every month. Um, and they have some really good ones. Like they did last month, they did the Pelican brief, which I've seen years ago. Um, but it was really cool. They talk about, you know, insider facts and all that stuff. Um, and then this month they're doing clueless, which is fun. Um, and so, yeah. And then they do a weekly, they call it the more, you know, which is like also for their Patreon side. So technically in a week, I'm getting at least three episodes from them. Nice. That's a lot of content, which is a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of content. Juggling other podcasts in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of content, but they're solid. Like, 
on my drive. That's where I listen to most of my podcasts is when I'm driving yeah, for sure. to and from Marble Falls. Which is a good drive for hours. <laughs> yeah. I can at least get one podcast episode in. Maybe, depending on the podcast, I can get a couple. But um, what do you do for fun? That's the last question. What are y'all doing for fun these days? Uh, just taking care of Keller for the most part. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. Let's see. What do we do for fun? We like to do... He's just, he's at a really fun age right now where he like likes playing with uh and we're in a house now so he has like a backyard and he has mm-hmm. plenty like he like he rides his bike and he plays like with balls and like he is getting into like building duplos and stuff like that which i really like legos and duplos so i'm really excited that he's getting into all of that so that's fun we do that with him um what else ali and i i mean we're basically home with him most of the time so we just kind of watch a lot of movies on like our Friday night date nights, um, cute, and work on music with my friends, like the Plainsman stuff. Now that we're doing that again on like Mondays and working on music. So I mean, I'd say that's mostly what we do. It's yeah. good, good yeah. life, life things. You also like to um, play disc golf. Yeah, I do. I have not done as much. I did a little bit in the summer, but I haven't done as much recently which this is the time to do it because the weather's great but yeah the weather's I, so nice right it now it is nice yeah. yeah this is the perfect time to be a disc golf player but yeah i have not done that the in fun. a while which is unfortunate but yes i also do enjoy that and then you edit my podcasts on the side too. i, I do yes but i don't know if that's fun you didn't add that to the list of the fun things <laughs> that falls into like <laughs> <laughs> the music audio side that I do. Yes, that's true. You do you do that. Well, Josh, I really appreciate you talking to me. Um, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Did you have yeah, fun? Yeah, it was fun. It's different being Good. on this side of it. It's, it's, Isn't it? It's, it was fun doing this. It's going to, I don't know how much fun it's going to be to like have to sit through editing Edit myself yourself. and like hearing oh, yeah. me talk and being like, oh, yeah, I should keep that or I should cut that or like, yeah. I don't know well, if I'm I'll looking forward to that. The, I'll give you, well, you always have the control, but I'll fully give you the control this time. So I really appreciate you stepping out of your comfort zone of being behind the computer and sitting in front of a microphone this time. So um, I really appreciate your insight. I learned things. I took notes. Um, and I hope that everybody else learns things as well do you have any final thoughts before we close out this episode uh nothing nothing to really say then thanks for having me on it's been really fun uh had a good discussion it's cool to talk about all this stuff so yeah it's thanks for having me on faith very cool yeah you're welcome um so you can follow josh on instagram at what is your instagram it's joshua olson 33 i think so as well Yes. Josh at Joshua Olson 33. His um, Instagram handle is always in the show notes because he is my engineer. 
We always give the special shout out. Allie's Instagram's also there. She's awesome and amazing. Um, I'll put the the information for the Plainsman and Conifer in the show notes so that you guys can go check those out. As always, you can follow me on social media at Enjoy the Sass. You can check out the website. Worked really hard on it. So if you could go check it out, that would mean a lot to me. It's enjoythesass.com. Really simple. Um, you can... Send me an email if you want to, host at enjoythesass.com, or you can go leave us a review. I would so, so appreciate if you would do that. It helps me to know what you like, what you don't like. Hopefully you don't like not anything. I could say that better, but it's fine. I really hope that you enjoy everything that you hear here on the podcast. It means a lot to me that you choose to spend any of your time listening. So thank you so, so much. Thanks again, Josh, for coming on the podcast. And thank you guys for listening. It means the absolute world to me. I'm so excited. We have a few more episodes to go in 2020. Um, Some cool stuff to come in 2021. So please be sure that you stay tuned. Follow us, subscribe, send it to your friends. I appreciate you all. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye, guys.